Well, the 2013-14 season of Merrimack Hockey about to get underway, and with us is Mark Denny, the head coach of the Warriors. Mark, so many things are different around this program this year, but uh, maybe the biggest thing that fans are going to notice, especially in people from other programs and so on, when they come into the rink is uh, the rink itself. I mean, so much work has been done there and on campus as well. Um, I know we've talked about it before, the, all, all of the, the, the changes that have been made, but uh, how, how has it impacted the program? How do you expect it will impact it and maybe you know, you know, possibly impact recruiting in the future? Well, I think it's going to impact the entire school, and I think that's probably what's the best part of it as far as, as, far as my vantage point. Um, you know, I've made no bones about the fact that, that when, when we got here, we felt like we could build a, a, a team that could compete for championships. Um, we had that type of vision, but we never envisioned what's going on now on campus between uh, the $14 million renovations to the, uh, the rink, the lobby area, uh, the Weight, weight room, sports medicine, there's an academic incubator, there's classrooms for sports medicine, it's just uh, hydrotherapy uh, training area. It's, you know, combine that with the 350 brand new beds and, and the new dorms that they built, another something like $15 million, and it's, it's really been transformational. I mean, to, 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 you know, I, I've had alums come back that were here 30 years ago and, and look around and go, wow, it's really different. Well, there, there were alums coming back who graduated five years ago who are coming back now, and, and, and it's knocking their socks off. And uh, really, kudos to, to, to President Hopi, uh, not just for doing it, but for doing it the right way. Um, you know, there, there was nothing scrimped on. Um, everything was done first class, and, and it's not over. I mean, I know he's on to the next best thing. He's ready to rock and roll on some other project, uh, you know, and, and that means a lot. You know, there's a saying you... you uh, Nothing stays the same. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. And I think Merrimack College has gotten better quite a bit over the last 13 months. Yeah, well, I mean, when you look back, like you said, five years ago, somebody looks at the place five years ago to today, it's such a huge change. Uh, and I, I imagine that's going to continue in the future. Uh, I mean, a lot of the things that you think about when you came in and even over the last few years that I suppose you, maybe from a, you know, a hockey standpoint, might have, might have needed or that might have helped you, a, a lot of those things have been accomplished. I mean, is there anything left to be done? Yeah, well, we've, the next project for us, and probably the last project in the ring for the next couple uh, years, will be the the infrastructure, the locker room areas, the lounge. Um, you know, those were done in 2001, and and to be honest, um, even though it was done with women's hockey in mind, it it wasn't uh, up to snuff. Uh, it wasn't as equitable as it needed to be, and and so, uh, and and the, that was also before the second rink, and so now both teams need access to that second rink. Um, and the, the rooms need to, to be redone, uh, reconfigured, just schematically so both teams can be comfortable. So that's probably the next big project, and, uh, you know, I haven't really seen a number on it yet, but it's not going to be outrageous. Uh, but it, as with most things that President Hopi does, I'm sure he's going to want it done first class. So um, it'll be great for our program and great for, for Coach Hamlin and her program. And, you know, we want to give them uh, the, the proper tools so they can hit the ground running and, and do Merrimack proud as well. Well, let's talk about, obviously, you opened this weekend against the University of Denver out here. seems to me, and I think back to, you know, four or five years ago, you opened out at North Dakota. Maybe almost a different different feeling today in that back then you had a, you know, you had a program going out there that's trying, it's kind of a milestone to some extent that, you know, playing the big programs like North Dakota. But now it's not such a big deal, right? I mean, you're playing Denver, you come out here, you, ex- you expect to beat them, you expect to bring these teams into your into your rank now and then as well, and, and that's the that's the progress that I guess you guys have made. Well, you know, we don't expect to, to beat anyone. And I'm not trying to be a wise guy. You know, it's our goal, and we think that, that it's attainable. But 
um, you know, it, it doesn't get old. It's nice to come out here, and it's great for our program to see some of the, the other programs. I think this is the first time Aramax ever played Denver. Um, but it also, we're not awestruck, you know, and, and I think looking back on that trip to North Dakota, and you were, you were uh, that was your first trip back, I think, uh, after rejoining the program, and um, you know, I think we might have had a couple guys that were a little awestruck playing in the, that first night. Um, you know, we've got a veteran team now, and we've played in a lot of big games, and so uh, as exciting as it is, I don't think we'll be in awe. Let's talk about this veteran team then uh, coming back. You you had such a up, ups and downs last season. You had the ten games near you know the the, the January and into February where you lost only one game. You you work your your way up to the top of the league. You're in first place at that point, and and then only win one of the last six games, and then drop the games in the quarterfinals. Uh, this veteran team coming back off of that last year with those swings. How do how do they respond to that? How do you, how do you expect that they'll respond? Well, you know what? It, again, you look back on it and you see them as swings, living in them day to day. I mean, each game was different, you know, and, and uh, it was nice to have that stretch, uh, you know, in, in January and February. Um, and, and those were games that, uh, you know, we played pretty well in and, and, and you know, we, we benefited, we, we won. Um, but I look at those last six, those last seven games or the last six games and, and there were plenty of those games that we played well in. We just didn't play well enough to win. You know, as I've said to people, you know, we played some better teams, <laughs> you know, that, that played better than we did down the stretch. So, um, you know, when, when you're playing uh, the, the team that ends up winning the, the, the thing overall and, and the runner-up and, um, you know, you look at the playoffs, it's a little bit different. I mean, we didn't match up or we didn't play very well, I should say, against BU all year long. Uh, at least that we felt that. Um, and I didn't think, you know, I thought they, they really, we brought out the best in them. So, and, and they did some things that gave us a lot of problems. But I look back on that sort of end of the season, and, and you wish it were different. Don't get me wrong. We would have loved to have competed for the regular season and the, uh, the, the playoff championship a little bit longer than we did. But, um, for us, we got to take away that we need to get that much better, you know. And as close as we may have been, it wasn't good enough. And, and I think that's uh, what spurred our guys on this spring to have the type of spring they had. And uh, obviously, they had a good summer because they came back in great shape. Well, obviously, we know scoring is expected to be one of the issues, one of the cases, the situations where you guys need to try to improve as as compared to last year. And uh, you know, John talked about it in his pregame interview with you. You have some known quantities. You have some other guys that you're looking to have step up. But is there an overall, I guess, uh, you know, philosophy or way that you need to play and to be in, in order to be able as a team generate more goals? It's funny as you're talking. I'm thinking because it's not the first time I've been asked the question, and you know, I was thinking about um, you know, you look at some of the teams that that had some more success last year in Hockey East than we did. And um, with the exception of maybe Boston College that scored, you know, four and a half goals or whatever they did, you know, three is the magic number, right? Yeah. You know, you get to three and now you're in business, and that's only about a half a goal for us, right? So uh, I, I, I go back to uh, Bull Durham and you, and you ask how we're going to do it, and, and he go, runs through that Texas leaguer, you know what I mean? It's just it's one hit a week. It's, yeah. uh, you know, uh, a C&I single. It's... It's a greasy goal. It's it's a, a tipped in goal. It's um, getting a second chance on the power play. I mean, you know, I think we had 93 goals last year. Um, 
You know, I look at that 100-goal barrier as, as a, a key number. You want to be above it on the four column, and you want to be below it on the, on the against column. And if you can do that, then your, your left-hand column on, of wins is going to be higher than your, your right-hand or your middle column of losses. And so, you know, those are the things that we look for. And it, it's just, again, it's day-to-day. It's giving yourself chances and, and then executing properly and, and really fundamental, stopping in front of the net. Um, you know, not giving up on pucks, um, retrievals on power plays, all those things will pay off in the long run and, and help you get to that three-goal-a-game barrier, 100-goal uh, uh, max. I think power play is probably going to be one of the keys to that, you know, able to generate more goals on the man advantage, probably probably going to contribute to that offense. But one of the, you know, interesting to watch last week in the game against New Brunswick using Mike Collins in a couple of different situations. Um, is is that the plan is to maybe show the, the, the defense a couple of different looks, particularly where he's involved? Well, you know, we, we've... We're all kind of dabbling. Uh, Curtis is overseeing the penalty kill, and, uh, and and Stewie has a group of guys that he's working with on the power play, and I've got a group, a couple group of guys that I'm working with on the power play. And so I think because of that, you're getting some different looks. And now, you know, we've got enough depth where we can put a couple units together and they can bounce it around. It may get to the point in the year where we try to load up and put all of our, well, who we deem to be our best offensive players on the power play. But right now, um, you know, we think it's in our best interest to put two good units together, make it a little competitive, and and uh, you know, I think that that is going to be tough for teams to scout because we can give it two different looks for sure. Uh, a guy on the blue line who leads you not only on defense but also overall, Jordan. Hay- <clears throat> excuse me, Jordan Haywood. It's hard to believe that it was three years ago that you know that he came in, and now it's a, the last year that you're going to have him. But he's been such a big part of the program, and obviously as a leader for the last few years. Um, uh, you know, what are your thoughts as he heads into his last year, his last year with you? And, and uh, I mean, it's hard to see in some ways how he could possibly get better, but I know that that's what he wants to do every night. Yeah, well, he's someone that, that you know, is going to do everything in his powers to get better. And, uh, you know, I look at this senior class, you know, you look at Brendan Ellis and, and the role he's played in his four years here, and all he's done is gotten better. Uh, you know, Thomas McCarthy's fought to get in the lineup and, and uh, you know, was a real stalwart for us last year and, and, and Rhett Bly and how... Uh, he's made himself indispensable. Sean Bates has come in and, and really uh, has given us a lot of jump, and, and Mikey and, and Sam. And you go right down the line. This is a senior class. Um, I know one of, the, one of their goals for the year is to be the, the all-time winningest senior class in this school's history at the Division One level. And, um, you know, they're going to have to win some games to do that. But uh, this is a class that came in with... Uh, you know, when when we had our best season in the history of the school at the Division One level, uh, in the Hockey East, anyways, and um, you know they want to make sure that they leave this program better than they found it. And uh, you know their leader Jordan Haywood is someone that really dots the I's and crosses the T's. And whether it's nutrition uh, in the classroom, community, um, he wants to be the best he can be. He sets pretty high standards for himself. Um, and and the reason he the reason he is a leader is because he's not afraid to hold his teammates to those same standards. It's a pretty good segue into what the next thing I was going to ask you was the fact that you are so, you know, as compared to last year, so heavy on the seniors and, uh, you know, so many seniors of, you know, veterans, guys who've been through it before and have shown that leadership in the past. What do you look for for them to do this year for you guys to to accomplish what you want to? Well, you know, they've got to live day to day here as well and they can't get too far ahead of themselves. And the close, it's it's hard to do because the closer you get to the end, um, the the faster this thing goes. And, uh, you know, as, as much as you win and lose with your veteran players, it's not just about them. And it's not just about this senior class. It's about the team. 
Um, and so it's something that we can't lose sight of is, um, you know, it's this is about the, the 27 guys in that locker room, not just the seniors. Uh, and, and so I, and they understand that, and I, but, but it's something that needs to be revisited is we're going, to need every, we're going to need everybody in that locker room if we're going to achieve the goals that we've set out for ourselves this year. And, um, you know, no one's bigger than anyone else. We all just have different roles, and uh, we need to uh, – you know, the goal is that you meet those standards, and if you don't, then you're going to be held accountable. So whether you're a senior or a freshman. Um, but it's been great because they've been able to help us coach some of these younger players. And we only have four new guys in the lineup. Um, they have a lot of tutors, that's for sure. Um, so we're looking forward to, to getting the season off and running, and, and we're really excited, and we think we have a good team. We'll, we'll find out a little bit more about ourselves tonight. Well, uh, last question here. Uh, talking about all the changes taking place, one of the biggest changes is the fact that you, you're only going to play 20 games in the league as opposed to 27. You, you won't get into league play until November for a few weeks, and then you won't get back into it for good until January. So it's kind of a different situation. I mean, you guys are going to be defined to a certain extent by where you finish and how you do in Hockey East. How do you, got, how do you get from here to there where in November you're ready for Hockey East play and then maintain what you guys need to do night in, night out? You know, unless, unless you win the Hockey East regular season championship, you're really really only defined by what you do in the playoffs and uh you know in the past every you know you had to play your way in and now everybody gets in so um one of our goals has always been to make the playoffs well we haven't played a game yet and we've already done that so um i think it's really you know be the best team we can be at the end of the year um if we're if we're in the hunt for the regular season championship that's great that'd be a feather in our cap it'd be a goal for our players for sure but um, really, at the end, you, you want to play your best hockey at the end because you're guaranteed to be in the playoffs. And uh, that means that you're three wins away from going to the Garden and five wins away from going to the NCAA tournament. So um, regardless of what happens up till then, if, as long as you can, can jumpstart that thing at the end, you've got a chance. All right, Mark, thanks for your time as always. 2013-14 season about to get underway. Good luck. Thanks. I appreciate it, Mike. All right, that's Mark Denny, the head coach of the Warriors, back with more Merrimack Hockey after this.